Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. It's no secret that I absolutely love Talkspace. It's not easy to prioritize yourself when there's a lot on your plate, but investing in your mental health has long-term benefits. And with Talkspace, it can actually be affordable. With Talkspace Online Therapy, connect with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of in-person therapy. Get matched with your perfect therapist from the comfort of your device and reach out 24-7 whenever something is on your mind. And I can tell you that I think one of the most important things that we can have is access to someone to talk to when we are in those moments that can feel like we're alone. So what I love about Talkspace is that it's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 when you're in the moment, and they're going to engage with you daily 
five times a week. So I want to I want to tell you a little bit about the Therapist Network because it's so cool. The Talkspace Network is composed of thousands of licensed therapists who have experience in over 40 specialties, including, but not limited to, treating depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, relationship issues, food, eating, and much more. It's a secure and private space for you to use. And it has the latest encryption technology to store client information. So the bottom line is that we all need someone to talk to. It's what this podcast speaks all about is making sure that you create these spaces for yourself and support yourself around the areas that you need support. And Talkspace is one of those ways that you can create support in your life. Talkspace wants to give the support that you deserve at a price that you can afford. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off of your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code Lori, that's L-O-R-I in all caps, to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Lori and Talkspace.com. You know, we have like our guiding principles up here and our number one one is customer first always, right? And it's kind of common, but in this space, especially when you're starting something, it's just all about what the consumer thinks because they are the ones who are going to either make your business go or not go. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. I have such an awesome conversation with this human being that I got the opportunity to interview. I think you're going to love this conversation as much as I did. Um, He is so open, so authentic. And also it was really cool because he has created such a cool product. And you guys know that I'm in that space right now of really thinking about a consumer packaged um, product, which is exactly what this human being did. And he has made it so incredibly successful. He's also been a sponsor on this podcast, which is really, really cool that this aligned and I got to interview him. So Brandon Cohen is the CEO and founder of Liquid IV, which has been his entire life since he started the company in 2012, when he was 24 years old. Liquid IV has now sold over 100 million servings of their Breakthrough Hydration Multiplier product, which I freaking love. It's delicious. It helps me drink so much water. Uh, Donated over 5 million servings to people in need around the globe, which is completely my ethos, is creating a give back with whatever you're doing. And built an incredible team dedicated to their mission of changing the world and helping people everywhere live better lives. I just really, really got so much wisdom from him that I had a blast talking and could have probably talked all day. So you guys, I hope that you love this podcast as much as I did. And let's get started. Brandon, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So excited too. 
So excited to get rolling. So I am literally obsessing right now about talking with founders and people who are really out there in the world, not only uh, as you know entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs with products because... I'm creating a product right now. So I can't... Number one, I feel super selfish because I'm like booking these people who have products so that I can learn from them. Um, Just being totally transparent. (laughs) And and the great thing is, is that I think it's opening up this whole world for um, all of the people who listen to this podcast is so many people have never... You know, whether it's entrepreneurs who are, or people who have written books or digital products, or maybe they're speakers or whatever that looks like, coaches. We have a lot of coaches who listen to this. I think sometimes we can not think of certain segments or of yourself in a certain way as like you can have a product and, and scale in that way and be an entrepreneur in that way and be a, a founder in that way. So, what was it for you? Where did you start? Were you always like, okay, I'm going to have this product and you know, this is what I'm going to do? Or where did your entrepreneur journey start? Yeah. First, I'll just tell you back to one point you said, can't think of a better way to learn than, than talking to people who are doing it or have done it. That was a huge thing for us when we got going. Is like, you know, in areas where you don't have experience. I used to hate when people would say like, you know, you need experience, you <laughs> need experience, wait to get experience. But the way to do that is if you have either mentors mm-hmm. or other people who have already done it, you know, you can take and listen to what has worked and not worked for them. And then you just make your tweaks on that, put it through your own lens, through your own filter to make it yours. And so that was a big part for me is just having people around me who had either done it before or had some good insight or experience mm. in areas that I was doing. So keep inviting those people on because it's going to help probably the listeners, but definitely help you, uh, you know, get your business off the ground too. So that's awesome. In terms of how I got started, I was always, you know, growing up into health and wellness, optimization, peak performance. It was always, you know, just like healthy lifestyle, working out. I played a couple sports in high school. I ended up getting a scholarship to play golf in college. Um, when I realized I wasn't going to be professional, I knew I wanted to stay involved in sports. So I went to go work for the Arizona Diamondbacks um, in professional baseball. And I would see a bunch of the players um, before the games who would uh, you know, be drinking like, uh, like baby hydration drinks to oh, hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was silly that the best athletes in the world were drinking drinks that were designed for little kids. For and babies. so I started <laughs> learning about the science and talking to the nutritionist. And I, again, I had always been into it and learned and studied, but this was a little bit newer for me. And when I learned about, um, it's called oral rehydration therapy, which is essentially when you mix sodium, glucose, and potassium together at a really specific ratio it's clinically proven to help water absorb in your bloodstream faster. Mm. This was actually invented by the World Health Organization back in the 1970s, and it helped people in underdeveloped nations who would attract crazy diseases like cholera. You know, they'd get super dehydrated and their digestive systems would get totally racked out. But with this really simple sodium, glucose, potassium mixed with water, it would get so much more water to absorb into your bloodstream mm. faster. And so when I started learning about this, I was like, and what other products are using this? You know, there's this like science that really isn't being tapped into. And so the idea is what if we could make a much healthier version, take out all the crap that's in it, like preservatives, artificial flavors, artificial sweeteners, you know, create a brand that's for adults. Um, and it's improved and changed and enhanced a lot over, over time. But that was sort of the very original idea. We got some professional athletes drinking it. I went back to LMU, which my senior year... I was fortunate enough. I wasn't even paying attention in school for three years, but my senior year, I went entrepreneur of the year. Mm. Uh, and so I went back there and they gave me a few students to work on the business for free for uh, like a semester at a time. It was their grade in the class was just to work on our project. So 
we got into one Whole Foods in 2015. Um, I would sample and demo the product every weekend by myself. Mm. Uh, after about a month, started listening to people saying how they were looking for alternatives to traditional sports drinks, or it was hard to drink enough water every day. And um, that's when I really I knew that we we were kind of onto something. There there was a, a space here, this white space, and we became the top selling item in that whole body department within like three months. And so wow. went from one store to ten, and then ten to twenty. Before we knew it, we had we had gotten a, a partner on board that helped us scale. And by the end, by the beginning of 2016, we were in 10,000 stores. By the end of 2017, we were in 20,000, and now we're in over 30,000 stores. So the growth has happened quickly. There's a lot of other stories in there that I'm sure we'll get into, but that's kind of like how it went from this idea that I knew was going to help a lot of people live a better life to like an actual full fledged, you know, successful business. Oh my god, I have so many questions right now just because I am starting to learn about you know, what it looks like to be in one store and then to be scaled into X amount of stores. Like that journey of like, how the hell do we get on the trucks? Who do we go through? What does this look like? What if we run out of product? What Like I am learning so much right now. It's insane really, really quickly. So I think the first thing I want to just go back to is talking about the importance of how you said that just every weekend you were getting feedback from people and getting those responses of... You know, what do they need? What does this look like? I can only imagine that you understood then the languaging of how to market to the people that you were talking to through that. So can you tell me a little bit about like the importance of um, you know, feedback within what you're doing? Because I definitely know I've created products, put them out, you know, digital products and been like, oh, so you're telling me nobody really wants this. I thought this is what everybody wanted. Yeah. Especially in the consumer packaged goods space. Yeah. All that really matters, all that matters is the relationship between the product and the consumer. Mm. Because you can think you have the best idea. Your mom and your parents can think you have the best idea, your friends, and you put it out. And if there's not a need in the market and people won't actually take out their credit card to buy it, then it doesn't really matter. And so mm-hmm. I, I couldn't think of a better way to start selling a product, learning about what people actually need and listening to the market. You can do that you know, digitally online now too. But for me, that in-person sort of one-on-one feedback of watching how they ripped the, the, the stick open, watching how they poured it, how they shaked it, everything they did helped us continue to uh, you know, evolve the product and make it better all the time. And you know, we have like our guiding principles up here and our number one one is, is customer first always, right? And it, it's kind of common, but... In this space, especially when you're starting something, it's just all about what the consumer thinks because they are the ones who are going to either make your business go or not go. Mm-hmm. All right. So what was some of the big feedback in the beginning that changed your product? Like, Did something change when you were there? Were you like, oh God, this is actually not good or I didn't see this? Yeah. Oh man. I, I mean, I could go through it. There's a long list. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're constantly improving and iterating, but... Uh, Let's see. What's the first? It didn't in the beginning. We had uh, we had these pouches that uh, had like a scoop in it, mm. and the idea was like uh, you know it was like you could pour it into like a uh, you know like a shaker bottle and mix it up. And we knew we we used no preservatives, no artificial flavors, no artificial sweeteners. And so you can imagine when you like when there's 16 servings and you're opening and shutting a bag. Mm. It's like a back a box of cereal. Like eventually, like it, you know, gets a little bit, you know, stale or something. It's not bad for you. It's all good. It's just not as fresh. Right. And so we moved to something that no one had ever done, which was 
put sticks inside of this bag. This pouch was so cool on the shelves. People loved it. But we're like, everyone has it in a box. What if you put it in a pouch? Mm. And like, that's so, it's kind of cool. It's very portable. You go camping, you go hiking, you go biking. It's like very portable. You can throw it in your suitcase and our suppliers and no one would do it. They're like, we can't do that. No, there's no machines for it. We're like, no, no, this will really work. It's selling well in stores. We just need it to be fresher inside the pack, right? Mm -hmm. So long story short, they ended up, we ended up getting some people to do it for us. And now if you look around the market, like every single brand, first of all, people thought I was crazy. Uh, We were crazy. Now every single brand that's in powder form has a pouch just like ours. So like Mm. a lot of times innovation comes from your biggest adversity. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're facing these challenges that seem like they're almost failures. Like we were just like, God, the product's crystallizing. It's hardening up a little. There's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't the best user experience. Mm. All of a sudden we were like, well, what if you switch to this? And guess what? That ends up being our number one seller on Amazon, number one seller everywhere. And now you have all these copycats just doing exactly what we did, claiming it to be theirs. And really, it, we we created it just out of a, out of like necessity, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty crazy. So, oh my god, that's awesome! I definitely can see different things. You 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 actually were just making me um, turn my wheels. Just I don't have my exterior packaging yet, and I'm like, what's something unique I could do with that? So, um, just thinking different, right? Like questioning, like, is this how? how it works best? Or is this just how it's always been? (laughs) Is there something that could be better that we could be doing? So I want to know as an entrepreneur, like what has been, what's been like surprising for you along the way of doing this product? Like what's been kind of a huge thing that you did not understand that you would get out of um, launching this product to the world? Oh man. I'm sure there's tens of thousands, but so many, yeah. I grab mean, one. <laughs> yeah, I think that you know, as, as a young entrepreneur, you know, I was 24 when we started the business, mm-hmm. uh, and the business started rolling, and we had to grow a team. And I had naturally always gravitated towards leadership roles my whole life in sports and things like that. But the challenges of, of you know, we're we're 40 people now, right? The challenges mm-hmm. of growing a team when you're in your mid 20s, and you know, now I'm, I'm 32, but there's just so many challenges to it where, you know, you have to have the respect of the people around you. Mm. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're being led by someone who in a lot of times is younger than them. And so just the challenges of, of scaling, scaling a team, scaling a business, there's, there's just so many hard parts of it. I mean, in the beginning, like the phase you're in, you're such an executor, right? Like in order to win, you must come up with the idea, prioritize your day and go get it done, right? Mm-hmm. And that takes one skill set. And I think the reason a lot of times why entrepreneurs and founders are really good at that, but once their business grows, it's hard for them because now it's not your job to go do that. Your job is to create the vision, find the right people and delegate and and, and inspire them to go follow Mm -hmm. that goal. And it's a totally different skill set, right? It's like the salesperson who then becomes a manager, but they suck at managing because they're only good at selling, right? Right. So for uh, for me, thank God, I, I sort of willed myself through the beginning in getting all that stuff done. I actually was more of a natural born leader and I loved building a team and I love scale. I have other entrepreneur friends who love the beginning parts more. I actually love the fact that we can help so many people around the world, sell our products to people, our give back mission, growing a team. I like the big sort of scale piece of it. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of times that's a hard transition for people, which it was hard for me, but but it was not as hard because I actually knew I loved doing those leadership type things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's probably been the hardest thing is transitioning from being the doer to now being the leader and, and inspiring people. By the way, imagine now you have someone who you have to teach 
how to become the manager and become the manager. And you have like this, you know, this whole pyramid of a, of a team down beneath you. And so um, it's just a, been an interesting journey, but I just, I love every second of it. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's something that you, you don't think about. Right. And thank God sometimes that you're like, so naive to some of the next steps that you're, you're almost so in it that now you can't back out. So you have to just do what's coming next. But what are some of the things that you would tell somebody who's maybe in that transition of, you know, maybe, maybe it was the fun part for them in the beginning. Maybe it was the ideation and, you know, maybe the formulation and all of those like branding or all of the fun things who's transitioning into now putting together a team and leading. How would you best support yourself if that was not your strength? Yeah. I mean, I think the easiest thing is like, my, my dad always tells me he leads a big company. Like you got to find aces to your spaces, mm, right? Ooh, that's good. So, yeah. Thank you. He, uh, give him the credit. Uh, you know, like if you're someone who's in, let's just use your example that you're really into like the branding and marketing side, but like you're growing a team and you need someone to, you know, operate, right. Mm -hmm. Like operate a lean company and and, and do the things on the HR side or whatever it is. Like you got to find a leader who can do that. And so I think one thing for me is like, it's always been about the company winning and creating products that truly help people. And so if there was ever a weakness, it was just like, cool, let's just go find the best person to, to fill that hole. Yeah. You know, if, it, if it's what's hard probably is for a founder who then has to hire someone to actually lead the whole company that, that those are always challenging because there's typically like, you know, territory or ownership or lead, you know, uh, ego involved. Yeah. Uh, but I think the easiest thing is to, is to find people to sort of fill those spaces. I think the other one is, um, mentors, uh, or people who have been through it. So if you are that branding person and you want to become the leader, um, you know, you got to find the right people who've already done that or made that transition and really learn, you know, learn how they did that, like what worked, what didn't. And you try and you sort of try and speed up that that learning curve so you can get to that, uh, you know, get through that phase quicker. So I think both of those are good options. I think there, there's a lot of a self awareness involved. Like, do I want to become that person or do I love this and do I need to find that person? Mm-hmm. For me, I knew I wanted to become that person. So. I, once I knew I wanted to be the best possible leader I could ever be and create a, you know, create a massive billion dollar company that helps people around the world with great products, it was just a no brainer. I was just going to figure out how to do that, you know? But if you want to be it, again, I'm just using this example. There's a million different ones, but in the creative side of things, and that's what you love doing. You got to have the self-awareness to say, Hey, I love doing this. This is about happiness for me and about what I'm my best at. I got to find someone else to go do these other things for the business. Hmm. What do you wish more people knew about running or starting a company or being an entrepreneur? It's just really hard. <laughs> I mean, it's just like uh, as hard as you could possibly think it is to start something from totally scratch and build it. Mm. Uh, it's just there's so many phases throughout it that are just like so terribly challenging and grueling. But I think if you learn to love that process as we've hit different milestones, you know, getting into Costco or, you know, we partnered with like all these big celebrities, like in an investment round, you start to realize when you get to these things that you thought would be these things that made you, you know, like, oh, that's it. Once I did that, I've made it. You kind of start to realize that the the challenge and the process is actually what you love. Mm. You kind of realize that is the dream, right? The dream is like that pursuit of it all. And so, um, but it's just, there's so many things that you have to do that no one will ever see or know or understand. And so that's why I think just like with anything you assimilate to people, for me, you know, there's other founders and entrepreneurs who I've met where 
you kind of just get each other. Even if you're really different, you just get it because they've been through it. Right. The real, right? The ones who are like, yeah, they really did it. Like they're the real, they're the real sort of entrepreneur mm-hmm. or founders, you know? Because there's just things that you just can't even explain that you've gone through and done and sacrifices you've made. You constantly are thinking about everybody else but yourself. Mm-hmm. That is your job to make sure that everyone, the company, the consumers, the the board of directors, the investors, the retailers are all good. And so it's so funny. People think being CEO is like this. You work for everybody else. They don't work for you. You work for them. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love it. But it, there's definitely a mindset shift as you start to grow, build a business and, and, and understand that, um, that paradigm. So why, why would you do it? Why would we venture out into this crazy world of knowing what's coming and the challenges and knowing that you were blessed with the vision of seeing the big picture can also be the nightmare of seeing the big picture while everyone is very short-sighted and having to explain that or having to go through, you know, struggles with team or all of those things. Why, why do you sign up for that? Again, I think it, it boils down to like at your core, like what is your purpose? For me, I just love people. I, I'm obsessed with humans. And I want to help them all live better lives. Mm. So it started with the hydration product. And then it turned into a, you know, we we have this science where we can help other ingredients absorb into your bloodstream faster. So we have an energy matcha product. We have a sleep product. We have other ones launching, right? And so, and then on top of that, we have this whole global give back mission where with each purchase, we're able to donate a serving around the world to someone in need. And then the third part of our mission is sustainability and, you know, creating products that at the same time are, you know, pulling from landfills and, 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 and things like that in order to create the most sustainable products. And so for me, it was just like, I, I loved my life till I was 24. I did everything I wanted to do. And I knew that the rest of my life, I wanted to spend like creating something of value to others to create the best possible world that I could to live in, to make other people live a great life. And so when I got clear on that, it's just like, cool, that's my true north. I'm just going to operate on that. And so it's big. It's very broad, but then you distill down. Okay, so what do I need to do like this week in order to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, when when things get really hard and challenging, you have to keep that you know that that true north in the back of your head because there are days you're like, wait, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't I just like go to dinner with my friends like on a Thursday night like everybody else does when they're thirty years old? I'm like, well, that's because I I love what I'm doing, and there will become a time when. When I, you know, I have a little bit more of a balanced life, but right now I just love what I'm doing every day. So like, I can't argue with that, you know? Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. It's as crucial in business as it is in health. So if you're in charge of hiring, it should be in every single job description. Whether you're ready to make your next important hire or you need some rehiring tips, Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. And we know that timing is so important when you are growing your business. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. So with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners of Earn Your Happy a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more 
quality candidates will see it best. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash happy. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash happy. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. I mean, there's always those give and takes, right? It's like, yeah, you could totally be that guy who gets to go to dinner every Thursday night, except what we don't see about that guy who gets to go to dinner however many nights a week with friends is that he's also struggling because he has a big vision that he's not getting out. Right. So it's like always, trust me, that is the conversation in my head all the time. It's a choice. You know what I mean? It's a choice. Mm -hmm. I watched this uh, clip from Kobe Bryant last night. He's like, it's really simple. We all have choices. Mm -hmm. I just made the choice that I want to be the greatest basketball player of all time. And once that was my choice, Every decision was really easy. Mm. Oh, my friends are doing this. Oh, my family's doing this. You have to sacrifice things like family, like friends. You know, there, there's, but that was a decision that he made. Not to say there's anything wrong with making the decision that you want to have a social life, you want to have friends, you want to travel, all good. You just have to then live with either one of those. You have to live with the, the, the opposite side of the coin. Oh my God, I love that. I think about that a lot just because um, I believe the word decision or decide side means to cut off. And it's literally like once you've decided, you've cut off all other like options and thought processes. And honestly, it takes a lot away of the decision fatigue and exhaustion of like toggling back and forth of like, but I could do this and that. And I think especially if you're an entrepreneur who has big ideas, we can exhaust ourselves to death of like what we could do, should do, could be doing all of those different things. So how do you get like, I can imagine you're probably an idea machine. Is that a true statement? Um, or are you more like linear? I'm a little, I'm a little different in that regard. I, no, I love strategy within Liquid IV, but I'm not like your serial entrepreneur who has yeah. like tons of ideas. I've started, I had one idea so far. That is awesome. I envy you. I just went all in, but, but within the business, I know there's lots of, you know, strategies and things like we've done some off the wall things with like celebrity collabs with our products or like how we operate within a retailer or like Mm. interesting things we do with the team internally. So yeah, I have a lot of ideas, but I'm not like, I want to go start another thing. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like very all or nothing. And so once I started, I was like, no one is stopping me from reaching you know, our, our goals. And that means that I am just 100% all in on doing this right now. So the answer is yes and no, I guess. Okay. I love that. So this is, this is crazy. Cause I have this theory that like any idea given to you that you're excited about, if you truly took it all the way through to the end and ran with it, I have, I, this is totally, obviously not a real theory. This is a Lori theory. <laughs> That if you took it and ran with it and like you fully committed to it just like you did with your one idea. Um, so you are proof uh, that it it can and will be successful in its own way. And I just think that we stop the ideas where they are getting challenging or where we think it's not like where it maybe needed a tweak, kind of like you said, or where it, it needed some ideas within the idea. But I think we kind of stop our, ourselves with that. So I love that this was been your one idea that you just like committed to from the beginning and you've stayed excited about it. Have you always stayed excited about it? Or have you had moments where you're kind of like, man, maybe this wasn't it, or maybe this isn't the thing? I've had, I mean, I've had really, really hard days. Um, but deep down, I just knew kind of like you said, I just wasn't going to, I wasn't going to fail. I just refused. And so mm. I think the, the, your point though, your Lori, uh, 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 theory is, 
in a lot of ways, there's a lot of truth to it. Um, the relentlessness that it takes to make something work when it's literally started from nothing, like from scratch, all the people telling you that it's not going to work and all the people telling you there's too many competitors and just, I mean, naysayers everywhere. Again, they don't really matter. What matters is belief in yourself and then what the consumer says. Yeah. <laughs> like if people aren't buying your product, then they're all right. But, but I do think that there's many times where the company should have ended, especially in the first half of you know the eight years I've been doing it. And I just refused. I did, there was just no way. It was just, I knew we had something that was going to help people. And I knew there was enough energy around, around the product and around our mission and around what we were doing here, even just locally in SoCal. And uh, I think if people are relentless enough, you know, you really can't make anything work. Mm, I love that because that's just... I, that was so good for me to hear even right now because in my gut, like I know it and I have 100% committed to this vision and it's kind of like, you can get all of I trust me, I've already had those multiple people be like, you are crazy. Like this is such a saturated market. Uh, thank God they're saying that. Yeah. Honestly, if they're not, then you're probably not doing something that's cool enough. That's true. Thank you for that. <laughs> you want them to be saying you're crazy or else honestly, it's probably not that good of an idea. Okay, good. Then I then I'm right on track. <laughs> right on track. <laughs> all right. What is a question you wish more people would ask you, maybe about yourself? Ooh, man, wish that they would ask me about myself. Well, I think a lot of times people think, I, like I see comments and things like that, or friends say something like, you know, what do you do all there? It must be so easy. Like you're just CEO now. And like, you know, everyone's just doing stuff. And uh, just the challenge of it. And then also like, but, but not just the business part. I mean, the challenge as it relates to like a balance and a personal life. Yeah. Um, I, it takes such like focused effort for me to have balance in my life, mm. uh, and 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 in or and in order for me to operate at my best at work, the reason I've been able to get balance is because I know to do my best, I can't just work all the time like I could when I was younger. So, yeah. you know, I'm like my routine is super important to me, and that includes like every morning I meditate, I work out, you know, five six days a week, not for the physical piece, but it's actually like a mental thing for me. You know, I I do I, I have all these you know vitamins and supplements that I take, and my mom sends me I. You know, I do like ice baths or cryo. You know, I got to talk to my family once a day. Um, I like to do like on the weekends now, I try and do one thing that's social at least, whether it's like go play golf or, um, you know, see a friend or something like that. And yeah. I used to not, I would just totally. work all the time. And what I've learned is I'm actually so much more productive when I just get a little bit of downtime. It's sort of like I have this time for my brain to, um, to, to sort of subconsciously think about things. Yeah. And I, it, it like all of a sudden I, I solve stuff when I'm not actively thinking about oh it, my which God, is same. Whether it's in my sleep or whether it's like I'm just distracted for a day on a Saturday or something like that. And so, yeah, I, I just think not that people need to ask me, but just something that maybe is taken for granted is just how it's not just that work. It's like you have to be 360 degrees committed to your, your, to, to your, your vision, your passion, your mission if you want it to work, you know? Mm -hmm. Going back to that, that's kind of a tough... I think balance is a really tough thing to learn because in the beginning, I think there is that you have to have like that rocket ship, rocket fuel, like momentum in order to bust through the atmosphere. So it's kind of like you do have to... From what I've learned, I've had to learn in the extremes of like... What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say... Like I, I've gotten momentum and have had things really take off in the extremes, but the extremes are not sustainable. Um, but I haven't been able to learn or catch 
the fire or, or momentum without those extreme moments where I'm going to exhaustion and then pulling back. So it's kind of like understanding that pendulum for you. So what has that looked like for you? Like, clearly you're like, well, it doesn't work for me anymore to, you know, be working every weekend. But do you think you could go back and like seek balance in the beginning and still have the success that you've had? Absolutely not. Okay. Zero. I agree. I agree <laughs> with you that you have to be obsessively working on it. Now my obsession just for the sake of the business and myself actually has to be the focus to balance because I've, I, I've, I've overworked and combusted a few times, basically, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Yep. But I still know deep in my gut that I have a gear that no one else can reach. Mm-hmm. I know that when I need it, I can work. I can literally work. I can get here at 4.30 in the morning and work till midnight. Mm-hmm. And I know I have that gear when I need it. I try not to go there as much anymore because it's not sustainable. Yeah. But I, I totally believe that you need to have that those bursts of energy and, and that, that ability to push through and will yourself through things. Now, you need to build scale. You need to build sustainability. You need to bring, build operating processes as a business grows or else it will never be a sustainable business. But when you know that you have the gear that nobody else can go to, it's just this competitive advantage where I'm like, if I need it, I got it. And I know you don't. So, <laughs> Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because I do think that some people who are listening might be like, well, if I don't have that gear, then I'm screwed. Like I'm not him or I'm not Gary Vee or I don't have that thing where I could wake up at 4.30. But I actually think that we have glimpses of that gear. And when I say glimpses, I mean, we, we can access it in a different way. Meaning like I absolutely have not seen that particular gear, the 4.30 a.m. gear. Mine's more like 6 a.m. But with that said, I know that when I am, when I'm excited, which I am right now, like when I get an idea I'm excited about, I have like unlimited energy. Like I will get more done in a short period of time. So I actually don't even feel like I need as much time because I am just like banging from one thing to the next when you have the right idea. So I think sometimes people... It's not necessarily that they can't access a gear. It's that maybe it's the wrong idea and they're not lit up or excited about it. Because I know for me, like in my life, if I'm getting really tired or feeling a little like depressed in the morning or being like, "Eh, I don't really want to wake up. I'm like, oh, I'm not excited about something. Like how can I either A, get excited or B, is this not the right thing for me? So for you, how do you get re-excited about what you're doing? Yeah, the first part of it is like, sounds so cliche, but truly like when you, when you can find your passion and it, and sometimes you don't just find it. Like I didn't like find mine. I kind of found something I was kind of into and then I really turned it into my passion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When you, you can find that, then you then at least give yourself a chance to get in that zone or get in that gear or whatever you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. if I didn't like what I was doing. I promise you, I could never wake up at 4.30. Right. Like, there's no chance. I would be quote <laughs> lazy. I, the only reason I'm not lazy is because I'm I love what I'm doing and I totally believe in 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 this you know this this change the world mission that we're on right mm-hmm. and so I think that's part of it is finding your your passion um, the other part is like how do I how do I sort of reinvigorate myself because naturally over eight years things slow down or there's something I don't love doing I think I do these visioning sessions in like you know the third or fourth quarter of every year looking at to the next year and when I'm just super clear on at the highest level, what I'm trying to achieve, that the little things that get in the way that I don't like, or there'll be days where I don't want to wake up, mm-hmm. right? Like most of the time I'm excited, but if I'm really clear on what that, that big vision is, like when that is more important to me than like 
something I don't want to do in a day or a week or whatever, you just kind of stop feeling that. You just you 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 push through it. You know it's a finite amount of time because you know you're going to reach this next thing. In the beginning, it was sort of blind naivety. Mm-hmm. Now I've watched myself work through it. I have case studies on myself where I know that I have a really hard week or a hard day coming up, and you don't want to get up or you're dreading it or they're feeling and. Now I know, like I can, I have the ability to push through that, and I know it's there's light on the other side of that, right? And I know it on the because I'm passionate about the bigger part that that I'm able to work through it. So, oh, and then little yeah. things. I mean, I would just say, like, just get started. Sometimes I'm like, you're over, like you're thinking too much about how bad it's going to be, or something. Like, just uh, momentum is just such a real thing for me. Like, just I just get up and just like go on a walk, and boom, now I've done one thing, right? And then like all of a sudden I build some momentum and I'm working into this thing I'm not looking forward to. And before you know it, you're just sort of rolling through it and it's done. And now you're onto the stuff you love again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. So tell me about some of the hardest like conversations that you've had to have in business and and how you mentally prepare for those, whether it's something news you don't want to break to someone or a negotiation that you really you know, are having trouble working through like some of those, because I think those are the things that it's like, we, you don't realize how much like confrontation you can be signing up for, even if it's positive confrontation, right? Like things that you have to like show up and face and speak up and stand up and all of those things. Yeah. It's hard for me. I, that's one of the harder things for me that I've had to just like sort of develop that skill because again, I, as a people person and sort of a pleaser by nature, yeah. Don't want to hurt people or let people down, but I've just learned that again, it's about the greater good of the business. It's the greater good of all of our hundreds of thousands of customers around the country. Mm-hmm. Our impact mission of this, you know, this vision to change the world and help people around the world. And so, if something's not working, like it's my uh, like holding people accountable is my, that's my job in this in this sort of ecosystem, right? And so. I used to just really, really struggle with it. Like I wouldn't sleep the night before and I just mm-hmm. hate going into conversations where I have to like let someone go or have a hard conversation where I have to, you know, move business from a certain agency to another or something like that. And I just I, I try and just again be really clear about what the, the highest level purpose is. And 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 when you do that, it's like, okay, this is just part of that. And by the way, if it's not working for the company and for us, it's actually not working for them either. Like they need to be in a position or in a space where they're more valued or they're doing what they love more because something's not working. And, and so it's, I feel like it's my obligation to have that straightforward conversation. It comes truly, people will never believe this. It comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of compassion. I, I'm trying to do the best for the 39 other people who work here, right? Yeah. Or, or all the other customers. And so I just try and, um, I try and just like know that it's just part of the journey in order to grow and help the most amount of people. And eventually I've, I've done it enough now where. I get to see people in a different role at a different company or doing something else and they're so happy. And I'm like, you know, I, I had to have that hard conversation in order for them to get into their in, into the, you know, their true, you know, true place of happiness as well. And so that's what I tell myself. It's still really hard, but uh, mm-hmm. but it's just part of it. It's just part of the, the job. I'm so glad you just shared that because I think there's people who can, you know, look at successful people and be like, well, that part must be easy for them. And it's, it's like literally the worst part for me as well. But I can't tell you, you just summed it up like so perfectly where you said, if it's not right for you, there is something there that you won't be able to see until later. Like it won't reveal itself until later, but it will reveal itself that will be like, 
wow, that was like the the feeling that you had was correct or, you know, letting them go was the best thing that you could possibly do or right down to, we just have these old ways of, of these old beliefs that I would love to know what were some you had to overcome, like right down to like, you know, loyalty is most important. A good person is loyal, whether that means you staying with one, you know, um, person where you source from or whatever that looks like, but it's better to go with somebody else. Like those are beliefs that you have to break of loyalty means a good person. And what does that mean? Or I'm just using that one as an example, but what were some beliefs that maybe you heard or grew up with that actually you found out aren't true for like the greater good or that are flexible? Mm. Mm. That's such a good question. Like just like more traditional, like ways of thinking about business or leadership like that. Or even like things you grew up with, like how you talked about people pleasing, like you're only a good person if you, you know, make people happy or say yes or. Yeah. I think, um, you know, my parent, my my parents are so uh, interpersonal and so great with people. And, and my mom, you know, is an incredible interpersonal person when it comes to She's just so caring and giving. And then my dad run, runs a big company. And even for that, he, he's not like your typical CEO. He's, he's like such a... Um, people just think he's the nicest guy in the world. And I think for me, because I grew up with that, like that's my sort of my natural tendency is to go there. And I think I'm, I'm so grateful for it because it allowed me to get where I am and build this business and have such great relationships. But sometimes you like, you got to kind of put on like your armor and, and yeah. have thick skin. And especially... It's so different for like, for, so I'm sure you go with this, go go through this, but for me nowadays, like so accessible, right? Yeah. And so like, you know, my dad, you know, 20 years ago, like had a secretary and the only way to get through him was to like call her and then she could like buffer anyone to get to him. Like I have Instagram, LinkedIn, email, phone, text. It's just like, there's so many ways to get a hold. And so like the modern day leader, there, there's, it's a lot, there's a lot of challenges. I mean, we, I mean, especially with some of the stuff we've gone through this year with the pandemic and then other mm-hmm. social injustice stuff. It's just a challenging time to lead. And I think for me, the way to get through some of that was like, I had to just like block myself off, like, which went against sort of how I was brought up. Mm-hmm. But for me to sort of like, I had to protect my own sanity, yes. <laughs> if you will. And the way to do that is like, in order for me to help all these people and to lead and to do the things I love doing, like I have to be okay. And I got to a point earlier this year, like where I wasn't because I was so consumed in everyone else. And like, in order for me to do this for others, I have to be okay first. And so, you know, I kind of, I I protected myself a little bit more. I had some things happen where I just like, I gotta, I gotta sort of put some layers around me in order to like really protect myself and get behind the curtain a little bit more. And and it's been good. It's not my natural state. I love sharing. As you can probably tell, I love being open. Mm -hmm. I love telling my story and our story because I think it hopefully inspire others. I think that's why I love it. I love storytelling because I want to inspire other people because there are so many people inspired me. But it got to a point where like... And this is the first podcast I've done in a while actually because of that. But it got to a point where I just had to sort of insulate myself Mm -hmm. a little bit. So I did some reflecting on that. And I think I'm at a good place now to to just share more. But, uh, But yeah, there's just a... It was sort of went against my the norm that I was taught about um, just people and getting back to everybody and like I just I used to feel so guilty and now I realize the only way I can do what I'm doing is I have to just be super selective and you know guard my time really tightly. Mm. I am feeling that at a very personal level right now, so I feel you. And and that couldn't be more important. I think it's the only way to be able to keep going, like in this in this particular time that we're living in. 
because I've even watched friends who were super like insanely successful and front facing who have had to just like cocoon themselves for a little while because it just got too much and they don't have energy to even move forward or show up as like a mom or a family member. Um, And I I think that's actually one of the most uh, important traits as an entrepreneur that you can have and a leader um, is to show people that sometimes it's okay to go and do what you need to do to like restore and get back to whole because that's the only place where the solutions and the ideas and the nurturing of your most important people are going to come from, right? Like you kind of got to do that like list of who's important and what's not. So yes, I love that. I I think it's, you know, what I'm loving the most about what you're sharing um, so openly is just you're making it feel so possible. Um, It's it's like, I think that we used to have this perspective of leaders, CEOs, founders, that they were just like, that conversation doesn't bother me. You just do it. You just show up. This is just how it is. It's like, no, it is hard and you get better and you build those skills. So what do you think is a skill that you built that you did not have that's now a superpower? Wow, you got some good questions today. Um, <laughs> it's because you're so open. I'm like, wow, I can really just ask exactly what I want to ask. So this is great. So yeah. thanks for making it a good interview. Of course. Yeah, no, it's so true though. Like, uh, It's truly anyone can do it. If you set your mind to something, and again, it sounds cliche, but I just have to be like, I have to be an example of that to people because I was just like a college kid who like was whatever in school and like I loved playing sports and um, but it, you know, if you, it is, it, it is achievable. Like you go, go set your mind to it, you know, build a plan, start, execute, be relentless. You can do it. It's not easy, but it really is doable. And so that's, I, that's why I hope that comes across because, um, because that's, that's why I, I do these things. You know, I do them because I, I want other people to be inspired to go follow their dreams. That, that's seriously like the, the main reason I love doing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, the question was, what is something that, I wasn't good at that is now a superpower. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you tell me. Give me one of yours. <laughs> Give me a second to think, and you oh, tell me what boundaries. Boundaries. It's my Ooh. superpower now, and I could. I had so much trouble because I was a people pleaser, saying no to people, and now I feel so like relentless in a loving way of protecting my space and my time because I know that protecting that space and time is what they they're actually craving is more of what comes from that. So just right, like clarity on boundaries have have given me such clarity. So that's been huge for me, but I was terrible at it, right? Like it was the the thing that was stopping me from everything. And then building that up was like, it was such a gift. I love hearing that because it's something I'm working on right now. I really do. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think probably just, I kind of talked about it already, but just the realization that if my number one priority is like efficiency and output and building this business to help the most amount of people, then like I have to take care of myself mm. and like never do that. I was young and I could just, my body could handle it. My mind could handle it. And I just like, over time, my, my mom like just drills into my head and she's like a, you know, like natural path. Like she's just into all this, like, you know, really super healthy stuff. She's drilled it in my head. And like, I used to like, not make fun of, but I just like didn't really think meditation was a real thing. And like just all the wellness stuff I do now. And I think the reason I love it now is because one, I feel like I have an edge on all these people who are my age who like don't care about that stuff. Yeah. Think that they can just will themselves through anything, which again, I still have that. But now I have this other thing where I feel like I'm getting an edge on people with 
whether it's sleeping habits or um, you know, working out, meditation, wellness, um, routines, things like that. I think just understanding that that balance, although I still am challenged to do it, that that when I do it, I'm just at my best. I'm yeah. I'm most vibrant, I'm most efficient, I'm most productive. And I still get into slip into holes where I just like go into like this like working, you know, workaholic mode. But mm-hmm. knowing that I I can perform at my best by having balance is kind of a I feel like I have an edge on a, a lot of other you know, leaders who maybe don't focus on that stuff. Mm, That's awesome. Okay. So I could talk to you all day. (laughs) could ask you like a million more questions, but I would love for you to just share what's most exciting with your company, where people can find you, follow you, get your stuff, all that good stuff. Oh man, there's so much cool stuff going on right now. Right now we're we're launching our energy multiplier product. Mm -hmm. So everyone knows our hydration product. It's, you know, we've sold over a hundred million servings around the country. And um, our energy product is... Like I used to be the biggest caffeine guy. That's part of my, you know, nonstop working and yeah. uh, get these spikes and crashes, totally. and uh, and it would give me anxiety and I'd get sort of jittery. And we, so we made this really clean matcha. It's a green product that uh, you know you mix into water and twelve ounces of water, and you get this nice, steady, sort of focused, alert caffeine feel. And there's not really a crash because of the matcha. It has L-theanine in it. So we just launched it. It's, uh, Costco picked it up nationally. It's going to be in over 20,000 stores. It's basically launching this week. So by the time this comes out, I'm sure it'll be in all these stores nationwide. And so I'm really excited about that product. We recently uh, surpassed donating 5 million servings to places around the world. So we've been to places like Uganda and Haiti and Nepal. And So every time someone buys our product, we're able to um, give product to people in need. And, and I have a whole other thing we even talk about, which is sort of like the global mission of helping you know, people who are less fortunate. Um, and then, yeah, as, as we go into like next year, I think uh, sustainability is a really big focus for mm-hmm. us. So we just came out with a completely biodegradable stick, which is oh, pretty cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Not in all of our sticks yet, but it, it, we just tested a long, uh, test launched it and people loved it. And the box was made of recycled plastic that, that has 100% life cycle. And so instead of adding to the waste, we're actually literally pulling stuff from it and creating our product. And we didn't know if people would love it or not because you know maybe it felt different and looked different but our community just loved it they were totally mm-hmm. willing they, they would they would love to see more of it so that'll be a big focus as far as going into next year and yeah the team's growing we got a new sweet new office that no one's in but soon they will be <laughs> it looks soon. really amazing for you guys who looks great it. right yeah. it's cool i, I like yeah. one of absolutely like goals right there <laughs> you gotta come, come do a live yes. podcast next time yes, here we'll do totally. it at the studio <laughs> Yeah, so there's just so much exciting stuff. I'm excited to uh, to keep building upon all of it, and yeah, I think uh, where you can find us at Liquid IV across all social media. For me, um, I'm probably most active on like Instagram and LinkedIn. So at Brandon underscore Cohen or just Brandon Cohen on LinkedIn, and yeah, love for people to come follow along. We're gonna start putting out a lot more content on my channels. That's like mm-hmm. behind the stuff of what's going on of the stuff you see on the Liquid IV channel, the really pretty polished stuff. Mm-hmm channel is going to be a lot more of the behind the scenes stuff. So hopefully can people can be inspired to you know go start their own businesses and follow their dreams. Oh, I love that. It's so cool that you get to, you know, you're running a company and you're you're showing the stuff behind the scenes. I think that's what more people want to see, especially just in this time right now of pivoting, of possibilities of start your own thing, right? Like there's no better time to go for it than right now. Cause what do you have to lose? <laughs> I love it. So I'm so grateful for you. This was so much fun. Um, I really appreciate it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know that everybody's going to love it. Um, you guys go find him, go follow him. And as always, you know what we do on this podcast. If you want to 
uh, show your appreciation. If you love this podcast as much as I did, go upload on stories and tag him, tag Liquid IV and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this podcast because it's always like the most awesome gift to be able to see the impact that he has made on everybody and see who's listening. So you guys make sure you tag him, tag Liquid IV. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was because we always just want to be able to see you as well. So you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey. 
Hey y'all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.